0: Welcome to Your Mental Breakdown, the podcast where you get to follow along with the client in real therapy sessions.
1: And you'll hear two licensed psychotherapists. That's us. Breaking it down afterwards, so you get a look behind the curtain.
0: In this episode, we go down the rabbit hole of tequila, Zoom filters, and some of our worst old hairstyles.
1: In the session, Drew goes on a work trip to Vegas, together alone with his girlfriend, and that triggers issues of rejection, validation, and control.
0: And in the breakdown, we dive a little deeper into the triggers and the emotions that come up. And we look at differences between being alone and feeling lonely.
1: And if you're not already following us on social media, please check out our Instagram at your.mental.breakdown and our Facebook page and join the group. We'll be alternating weekly live events on both Instagram and Facebook.
0: Just bear with us. We're trying out both, seeing which one we like more, seeing which one you guys like more. Either way, it's a little weird not having a conversation with someone. So I think that Doug and I are going to try to do the Instagram live together and see how that feels.
1: Together, separately. Exactly. (laughs) And please, please, please take a second to rate us and a minute to write a review for us on iTunes and make all your friends subscribe to the podcast.
0: Yeah, that's right. Force them into therapy because that's always a good idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stick around. Doug Friedman.
0: And I am Meredith Levy.
1: And this is Your Mental Breakdown. How you doing, Dougie? I'm doing fair. Pretty solid fair today. You?
0: I'm pretty good. You know, just another (laughs) lovely day in LA. And uh, I was going to take a walk before we Recorded, but I got sidetracked looking for tequila tasting clubs online. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm going like uh, your headset, uh, Waldo. Uh, I
0: don't know. <laughs> nope. Tequila. Tequila tasting. There's this watermelon basil margarita that I really want to like perfect, mm. and then it's just a, a dark hole. Rabbit hole, <laughs> what <whatever> they're called. <laughs> you could just obviously go down and I did. Right. So, did you find that one or many? I found so many and then I just never pulled the trigger because then my mind goes to, well, I know enough about tequila. Why don't I just go and like try and buy some of my own of different ones?
1: What's your objective in it? To have a better palate for tequila or just get exposed to tequila you didn't know before?
0: Both. But yeah, more of a variety of unknown, harder to get smaller batch tequilas.
1: Is there one called Mockingbird?
0: I don't know. Is there?
1: I I don't know, but I've always, I mean, I would say since I was a kid, but you know, since I knew the joke, like tequila Mockingbird.
0: Oh, oh my God. That's yeah.
1: But I wonder if there's an actual company like a Mockingbird tequila. That would be great.
0: Have our fact checker check it.
1: Um, speaking of which, if you would like to be our fact checker, um, (laughs) Where the hell have you been? You're late. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you look fantastic. I was just telling you before we started, like you look great. You're rolling your eyes. You really do though. Like
0: That's I mean, very sweet. I put the, do you guys know that there's a filter on Zoom <laughs> that can make you look better?
1: <laughs> oh man. Not, not one of the like Snapchat, now you have dog ears and a nose, but like an no, actual. But like
0: that I'm going to do next time. <laughs> I'm going right? to, did you, did you hear about the lady that turned herself in a pota- into a potato on her, in her meeting on zoom by accident? She couldn't undo it. Oh so she, yes,
1: I did. Yeah.
0: You guys have to look it up if you haven't seen it. She <laughs> puts this filter of her as a, like a baked potato with like eyes and her face on it. Like it's her with her face, but she's a baked potato. So there's a screenshot, there's a picture of like all, however many employees, right? Like on this meeting and her just sure. sitting there as a fucking potato. It is the funniest thing I've
1: ever seen. Wow. Love yeah. It. But seriously, your hair looks good. I hear people freaking out all the time about hair. Well, thanks. Well, not all the time, during quarantine where well, you can't tell right now because I'm wearing headphones, but if I take these off...
0: I got the afro going. You sure do. That is an amazing afro you have. Well, I'm not going to lie. My hair guy, Drew, came over to my house last week.
1: Oh, that's why. Thanks, Drew. Oh, Drew.
0: I didn't even. Wow. (laughs) That just clicked.
1: What if it's the same Drew?
0: Oh, my God. Is it? No, because we made up (laughs) the name Drew and he's also not a hairstylist
1: (laughs) or 24.
0: But yeah. So thanks. You noticed.
1: Close. Did you ever see me? No, I don't think you've seen me in my Afro days, but I used to rock the Afro.
0: Well, it's fucking, it is, now that I'm looking at it right now, (laughs) it is kicking. It is amazing.
1: What was the wildest hairstyle you've ever had? It's a great question.
0: Uh, The wildest was unintentional. I don't know. Oh, well, maybe like just a few years ago, I had it like super pink for a little bit. It was really cute. That's
1: color. That's not style.
0: Oh, hairstyle. Uh, well,
1: I mean, did you ever do like a little spiky punk phase?
0: Ew, not intentionally. No, (laughs) no offense. I just don't have the phase for it for anybody else. But no, I had like a bob, like platinum. Yeah. Like a platinum bob with bangs. And then I decided, oh yeah, I, I had red hair and I wanted to go platinum and they like did it overnight, which they shouldn't have. And basically my hair turned yellow and like fell out. So I basically had like a boy (laughs) haircut. Wow. Yeah, and wore a hat for a long time. You had dreads.
1: I did have dreads. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking That's amazing. Right. We got to pull. We got to post that picture on on our site. Oh
1: man, that is scary. You know what I did uh, when I was, and this started when I was a kid. It, not the dreads, but crazy hairstyles. I remember getting into heavy metal as a little kid, growing my hair out. And I made a homemade costume and I made a Superman costume and I was so proud of it. But I had this, you know, long and at the time red hair and I was young. I don't know, like maybe 10, 11 years old. And we go trick or treating and we're going to houses. And this one old lady opens the door and goes, oh, there's a princess and a robot. And she looks at me and there's Supergirl. <gasps> oh, man. oh, no, I I turned around and ran to my mom. Did,
0: <laughs> did you want to have your hair that long or did She made you? Oh,
1: okay. No, that was all me, like getting into heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. uh, I Okay. I remember a Kiss album that was just their four faces with nothing but hair. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, hair. Hell yeah.
0: But the old lady didn't know that you were in a heavy metal phase. She just thought you were a girl.
1: Supergirl. Speaking of Supergirl.
0: (laughs) Speaking of Supergirl, Drew.
1: (laughs) Right? Yeah, Supergirl and guy took a trip to Vegas together. Well, not together. Good Separate one. together.
0: Yeah. That's where, it all, hear that, all that's where it. it all
1: goes to shit. <laughs> so <laughs> if yeah. you are just joining us, you are about to hear a session with Drew. Where he is right now is he, well, right now in the show, he and girlfriend are dating, but work doesn't know they're dating. So they go on a work trip to Vegas and hijinks ensue.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> So stick around, and we'll be back with you in a little bit.
0: Bye-bye.
2: Yeah, I put in my two weeks. How'd that go? It's the first time I've ever, like, put in my two weeks. So, like, it was a lot of new, and I didn't really know how it was going to go. And then I sat down with my manager first and just kind of was like, hey, man, like, just want to let you know I'm putting my two weeks in. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, like, this, I'm just not happy like I need to kind of like venture out and, and figure out what I want to do. Yeah. Um it's not that I don't love you cuz I do. It's just like I got to go. I got to go. And he's he started crying and he was like, "Dude, I'm not going to be able to do this without you." And I was like, "Sorry.
1: And that was okay with you, right? Yeah. Like it was I'm not going to be able to do this." Without. Like,
2: "Oh, I disappointed him. I let him down." He like, was, "No, I'm resolved." Yeah, cuz I I felt like I I do know. I know what I need to do. Yeah, and I and I'm very confident. It, while I don't know what I'm doing, right, I'm very confident, in this is the right thing I need to do right now. This is the direction. That's remember
1: when we talked about it's more empowering to run to something than to run away from something. Yes,
2: and, and I feel like I've been yeah. running away from my job for a while. Yeah, and now I feel like I'm running towards something, and, and so I feel. I was just talking to my mom. She's like, "Why do you sound so relaxed?" And I was like, "Cause I am. Like I, I like I feel good. You know about this whole situation and." And I talked to my owner too. And it, like, I was like, I put my two weeks in. He's like, Why are you going somewhere else? I was like, No, I'm just kind of hanging. Like, I'm, I'm figuring myself out and kind of figuring out mentally where I want to be and what I want to do. Yeah. And he was like, All right, cool. If you want to come back, come on. And I was like, All right, cool. Yeah. How was that? How'd that feel? That part, like his his reaction. His reaction, it? It, I didn't take it for too much just because, like, while I appreciate it, he is like, he doesn't really care. Right. you know, like, And that's cool, but right? I don't need his approval for me to leave or stay. Right. Having both of them have an open door if I do want to come back, I have the opportunity to really figure out what's going to make me happy mm. and, and do it because like, I want to do it not because I need a job or I, I need something. Right. It, it's like the first time in my life where I'm kind of taking that leap and, yeah. and just kind of going for it.
1: I love that you have the resolve mm-hmm. for what you're doing. And I also love that you didn't just peace out, fuck you, yeah, I'm done, and run away from it because that would have closed the door.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not that you need that door open, but like you said, it gives you a little extra extra webbing in that safety net.
2: Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. The leap, most leaps are a leap of faith. Right. I, well, I and I have no idea what this leap is. It's like I'm jumping. I feel like I can see the cliff. I can't quite see the other side yet, but I know it's there. Right. And so I'm just jumping what's your faith in? I know God's got me. You know, I I know my plans. It's more of an overall, like an idea of what I want to be and being intentional. You know, I I think that's another really big thing I've I've kind of been thinking about lately is being like really intentional of what I'm doing. You know, I, I think overall everything, I'm very confident in it and I'm not, I'm not scared. I'm not scared at all. It's just more so the underwhelming feeling of not knowing what's going on
1: emphasis on underwhelming, underwhelming. Mm-hmm. like it's there it's okay mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm gonna call bullshit a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah right but not like beating you over the head <laughs> with it just, just recognizing it for what it is right yeah i'm not scared at all mm-hmm. yeah you are yeah right yeah having that fear mm-hmm. is also where you get to have that courage yeah. and that faith yeah yeah i don't know what i'm doing mm-hmm. i just got to find myself I just the resolve is i've mm-hmm. got direction that's my intention is that way yeah. So I know I've got more focus. It's intentional because I'm going that way. I'm not overwhelmed by that, not knowing. Yeah. I would venture a guess and say that you're probably more excited and eager.
2: Yeah. And going off the the scared thing, because I think the way you said it, it kind of clicked for me. Mm. I think to bring disappointment into the conversation. Sure. I now see like talking. I think it makes more sense that, yes, I am scared because I have to let it be there to have the courage and the excitement. You know, I, I think, yes, 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 it's definitely there, but more so because I'm excited and, like, I do now have the courage to kind of go do it. Not so I'm trembling in fear, like, uh Sure. Absolutely. And I love yeah. that
1: realization creeping in. Yeah. I,
2: I don't know if I told you this one, but
1: I once had a client say, God, you got to help me with fearlessness. I need to be fearless. hmm hmm Like, no way. I'm yeah. not gonna help you with that. Yeah. And he it's looked impossible. at me like, right, yeah, that too. <laughs> I'm not that good. <laughs> not my long shot, right? It's impossible. It's also, it's not the way it works. Right. Courage is the thing that we want. Mm-hmm. We only get that with fear. Mm-hmm. If we weren't afraid of anything, we wouldn't be courageous. Right. We'd probably just be arrogant or ignorant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But to feel that fear and do the thing that mm-hmm. you're afraid of, mm-hmm. that's fucking courage. Yeah. If you had no fear about jumping off a cliff, yeah, like then it's no big deal, right? But when you're fearful of it, it takes courage to do it. Mm-hmm. So you do it, and then you go, ah, oh, great, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it's it's weird too, because courage is usually what we feel after we faced our fear, right? And then we do that enough, and we get the experience of going, oh, oh, wow, this was okay. Yeah, that wasn't a cliff. It was like two yeah. feet. Yeah, it was a puddle jump.
2: Yeah, puddle jump, no Quick.
1: problem. Yeah, easy. Yeah. And that's how we build confidence.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of weird thinking back on the succession of like events over the last two, three months. Yeah. You know, I feel like everything here so far has kind of happened to build me up to like right now, mm. which is cool too. Because now I have like, like what we've been talking about these milestones. You know, I, I have references of like talking to dad, talking to girlfriend, shit going down, still being okay. And, and like all of that. Now it's kind of giving me like the little nudge to be like, okay, this is gonna be okay. Yeah. You know, so like now recognizing that has been really cool for me too. Speaking of girlfriend, just one thinking about it. I went to Vegas right on Tuesday, got back last night. Right. Uh, work trip. I think it was on the ride to the airport. I was like, hey, kiss me now. So like, you don't have to do it later. I know you get freaked out just in case. Cause work still doesn't know. No, not at all. Not at all. And okay. she, that's still like a big fear for her. And so I, I was like mindful of it, but I still don't understand the whole concept. Like right? it's still I don't get it. And I texted her. I was like, "Hey, can we have a conversation of like should I talk to you? Should I not talk to you? But if you want to hang out, let me know because then I then I'll come hang out with you. And that sounds way more fun." She said, "I don't know how your your night's gonna go." And I was like, "What?" Hmm. And I'm like, "Are you drinking already? Like what the fuck are you talking about?" And she was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I meant to say the night is going to go. And so that triggered, like I instant, like that instantly triggered me. And I was mm. like, what, what are you talking about? Like, what is going on? Like, what? Did you recognize it as a trigger or are you just saying it now? Because no, I, now you can look back and see. I definitely recognize it as a trigger. Gotcha. But I was still triggered and I was like, cool. Like, have a good night. Like, have a good trip. Like, if that's what this is going to be fine, like I'm fine with that. But don't get upset with me when I'm not texting you and like talking to you and like, all of that, like, if that's what you want, then cool. If that's not what you want.
1: If you're saying mm-hmm. we're not together on this work trip because work doesn't know we're together, right. then we're going to be not together on this work trip. Right. Okay, I can do that, but you can't have it both ways because that's too confusing for me and I, I don't want to do that.
2: Exactly. Right. You know, and, and like I'm trying to voice that to her. Yeah. But she's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on either. You know and I'm very confused and like I don't I don't really get it. Like you I don't get it. And so uh we went to dinner. I ended up sitting right next to her because I was the only seat available. And I was like, well this is ironic. <laughs> this is really funny actually. And, and like we didn't talk like all dinner and like now looks
1: overcompensating for it. Yeah to, okay. And,
2: yeah, and yeah. like looking back on it, that's more obvious than us just talking and kicking it. You right. know and, and I don't think she understands that. Not that I need her to understand that, but I, I don't think she sees it that way. Hmm. I think she sees it as don't talk to me, don't do anything, just eh. move forward, past dinner, we go gamble. And then one of the girls was like, yo, yeah, we just took Adderall. Do you want some? And I'm like, fuck no. Like, mm nah, mm-mm. And I made the comment of, oh, yeah, no, you guys are all fucked up because you guys are all in Adderall and you're drinking. And somebody else was like, yeah, we all did it. And so I looked at her and I was like, mm-mm, you fucked up. Like, you know, I don't play like that because, like, that fucks with me. And so we got in, like, an argument, non-argument, like, a, a silent argument type yeah. of situation. And, like, right before that, I just want money, like, $500. So I, I gave her a quick, like, $200. I'm like, hey, go have fun. Like, enjoy your night. I had to
1: sneak it to her,
2: right? Just slipped it to her. I was like, hey, I just won. Like, here, go have fun. And then, like, an hour later in front of everybody, she's like, here, this is yours. And I was like, what? Like, What? That doesn't make any sense. That was the hardest part of, mm. of this trigger situation combined of I was just at such a loss of knowing what I should be doing, what I can't be doing, what, like, where do I fit into all of this? Now that I hear myself say that, that's exactly it. Where do I fit into all of this? Because I just didn't like the entire night, she even told me she didn't want me there. She was like, "Why are you here?" I was like, "This has nothing to do with you. Like I'm winning money. Like what do you mean?" And she was like, "No, you just stay because you wanted to hang out." I was like, "So you don't want me here?" And then she was, "I didn't say that." And I was like, "Tell me, just tell me what you're trying to say." Yeah. Just tell me. And then at that point, I was like, "Dude, this is not worth all of this, just to go out and get yelled at. Like it's it's just not worth it for me." And I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna go home. Here's all the details to get you in the club. Go get your table. Go have fun. Like go and like I'm not mad. Like just go enjoy. I'm not trying to get." Where were you? We were still at the hotel this morning. No, no. What were you? I wasn't mad. Oh. I was confused. I was very, very confused. A little more, too. It wasn't just confusion. I think... I don't know if it was a slight... Maybe a mediocre fear was there in the sense of, well, what's going to happen when you go out in Vegas like this? Like you're mm-hmm. fucked up. Like You can't even talk right now. You're fucked up. Who knows what's going to happen? You're in Vegas. And kind of like the prior things of seeing her out and about and, and, and doing all that already. Um, yeah. It's my reference point to for what, it, yeah, to what yeah. it looks like when she goes out. What does it look
1: like for you? I was confused. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get that one. A L- little feared, a little scared. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fear was kind of about her. Right. And if we really dig at it, it's the fear that I'm going to be alone. Yeah so if we go to what you were actually feeling Mm -hmm. what was going on for you Mm -hmm.
2: what would we name it I think being left out I'm fine with being alone on my terms right not a I don't want you here type of situation I don't care work, friends play whatever that is as soon as you tell me that I don't like it doesn't matter where we are yeah like that's how you feel
1: well and that's how she feels but how you feel is that that's invalidating it's a little rejecting Mm -hmm. it's might be a little lonely not alone Mm -hmm. alone's fine lonely isn't right a little lonely maybe a little
2: disappointed hurt and and i felt i I didn't have control i I think that was another thing too not over her but over the fact that there was nothing i could do to talk about it to resolve it to do anything and i even Mm -hmm. said i'm like hey we're not gonna resolve this tonight i know that so let's just go through the night, go do your thing, like have fun, and we can talk about this when we get home. I, it's okay, you right. know. It, it's not something that we need to resolve right now. I'm not to the point where like I'm so upset, like oh my god, this is it. It's just one of those things where like I I felt really uncomfortable, felt really uncomfortable. Yeah,
1: so much so that I was about to, and maybe you did, mm-hmm. just fucking go home.
2: Yeah, and I was I was going to, but friend, it's like nah, like come party, like come have fun, right? You're gonna enjoy it. And she like, it was cool because she like made sure I had a good time. I'm glad she kind of stepped it because she, can, she knows the dynamic. And
1: she's like, no, no, it's cool. Yeah. Come, just be here. There's something that you actually have more control over than you're recognizing. Mm-hmm. But one area that you absolutely don't have control over, which you are recognizing, mm-hmm. and it's great. Mm-hmm. You don't have control over what girlfriend does, over what happens, over anybody else, really. Right. I think you actually realize that one very well. What I do have control over mm-hmm. is what I'm gonna do and right. how I'm gonna be. Yeah. And you are feeling conflicted, it mm-hmm. sounds like. Because mm-hmm. I want to slip her some money. I want to talk to her because yeah. she's sitting right next to me. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with telling people at work about us. And when you say I don't understand, mm-hmm. you know, where where she has a problem with it, it goes back yeah. to all those feelings and emotions we were just naming. Right. It's not that I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's that, well I actually do care mm-hmm. what I'm feeling is. Mm-hmm that confused, frustrated, the hurt, disappointed, rejected, left out, mm-hmm. invalidated. Mm-hmm. That's a shitty way to be with my girl.
2: My mindset was like, just get, just get through, through the night. Yeah, you get know? through, tough it out. Mm-hmm.
1: Swallow these feelings, don't say anything. And at some point we go, wait a second, I'm not down with this. Yes. And it's, it's, that's where we have the conversation with her, or we could mm-hmm. go, hey, that Vegas trip was tough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, here's why, and I'm not cool with it. You can do whatever you want. I could sense mm-hmm. from you that sort of nonverbal conflict that you guys had <laughs> yeah. was that little judgment there. Yeah. You know, you're going to be fucked up in Vegas. Right. I'm not down with that. You know? And there's a piece of it where I'm not down with it. I'm not going to participate in it with mm-hmm. you, but I'm not down with it. Like, I don't really like that you're doing that. Right. I can't control you. I need to allow you to be that way and to accept that mm-hmm. or not.
2: Mm-hmm. It was lonely in that sense, because it, yep. it was fully, what do I do? Yeah, and nine and a half out of ten times, I'm going home and going to sleep. Like right. That because I can be alone, but I don't like being lonely. Right. That's the difference. Right. And you just nailed it. Yeah, and and I think the validation of Brent saying no, come out, come have fun, really allowed me to take a step back and and go hang out with her, not go cause girlfriend. I mean, and I had a great time. You know, it was a fucking amazing night, but yeah. it was because that allowed me to kind of get out of the mind frame of why is it girlfriend me here right without having to feel like oh i got to go figure my shit out
1: kind of what you're saying you said it a little earlier like where do i fit in mm-hmm. right
2: mm-hmm.
1: girlfriend is rejecting me right now mm-hmm. i don't fit in with her mm-hmm. and that's that compounds feeling lonely because that's the person i'm actually with mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. If I chose to just be alone, I wouldn't feel that lonely. I wouldn't feel that rejection and validation, mm-hmm. right? But it's it's almost like I'm I don't fit in. I'm not being seen. And then a friend comes along and goes, "Hey, mm-hmm. essentially, I see you. Mm-hmm. You belong. Mm-hmm. You fit in. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I see a smile creeping yeah. starting on your face because yeah. it's. I mean, that sensation, I think, is so validating. Mm-hmm. And it's one where, ah, yeah, I do finish. Yes. Okay. Okay, I will. You know, it it reaffirms that for us. Mm -hmm. That wasn't about girlfriend. And it wasn't about that gives you permission to now be there and watch over her. It wasn't that. Right. It was, oh, I'm seen. Oh, I don't feel so
2: lonely. Mm
1: -hmm. And now I can be here in this way.
2: Yeah. Which was, it was really nice. And and like the other big thing to kind of give kudos to girlfriend too was... I mean, I, I set up a whole night for, like, 20 people, and, like, it was a last-minute thing, and, like, like I pulled some strings that, like, they were difficult, you know what I mean? And, sure. like, it happened, and, and it was a really fun night, but she was the only person that actually said thank you. And, like, she... Yeah, act- she right. At the club. At the club. Yeah, she, like, reached behind this other girl and, like, scratched my back. She's like, thank you. And I was like, yeah, of course. You know, so, like, that was cool, too. It's weird that that stuck in my head, but I, I think it did because... I know we've talked about it before of me wanting to provide for people. I mm-hmm. think a lot of the reason I went through all the hoops and jumps and and getting everything together for that night was to be wanted mm-hmm. in a sense, mm-hmm. in a big sense. Sure. Um, across a couple different platforms. Cause I mean I I was there with like head honchos and corporate, like like the top people, and they're like, Oh, you did what? Like you what? We're doing this. Like cool, and like I'm not there to get a pat on the back, but like it was really, it made me feel really good that she recognized, just a quick thank you.
1: Yeah, you I mean, know, there's there's something about being acknowledged and appreciated, that's really important. What you did in that moment was like, yeah, of course, yeah, right, yeah, and it it reminds me of you know, <laughs> my wife used to thank me for washing the dishes mm-hmm. after dinner. Yeah, you know, I'd be like, what? Of course, yeah. I always do that. Yeah, and she'd say, yeah. I know. And I appreciate it. Yeah. And it's funny because I would get mad at her for thinking, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? This is who I am, my Southern upbringing, you yeah. know? Like, yes, yeah. of course I'm gonna do that, right? Yeah, right? Like, don't you know who I am? Yeah, And her thing was, yes, I do. And I want you to know I appreciate it. Mm. And that's what, to me, that little scratch on the back was, mm-hmm. hey, thanks, I appreciate this. Yeah, I see you. Yeah, I see what you do. Yeah, And that's exactly what you've said before you want mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's validation for who i am mm-hmm. which i think is huge right for you it was it's it's usually those little things right because the little things reinforce something big that's right. that's in there right
2: yeah yeah definitely we think of that i think looking back on it now like after that i was like really cool like i was fine with it like i was like yeah okay cool like we're good and then kind of fast forwarding into the next day like I mean, she lost her ID and, like, all this, all this fiasco stuff. <laughs> but I went into full, like, take care mode of, like, don't worry. I mean, like, like fully taken care of to the point where, like, I had a helicopter on standby to, like, get his back home, like, worst-case scenario. Wow. Which was cool, but, like, it was, like, again, a huge favor from, like, one of my buddies who owns a helicopter. It's not like I had money to go spend on a helicopter. <laughs> it, it was... Uh, like throwing that Amex
1: black card down. Yeah, or right.
2: It was cool to kind of be able to, on my own, mm. take care of it without saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. I already got a helicopter. I got a driver. I got, you know, it was like, don't worry about it. I got I got it taken care of. And she was like, all right, cool. I trust you. It was like, she she has no idea about any of that. But it was, um, that as well was another reinforcing factor of trust and like her knowing that I have her back. So like, it, it was cool.
1: I want to sprinkle something into that. Yeah. Because there's something about that I love and something about that I don't. Mm-hmm. I love the trust yeah. that she saw that, that that she was like, oh, mm-hmm. you got this? Cool. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Right. And that's one of your strengths. Yeah. I think that's huge. Yeah. The part that I don't love, and I'm not saying I dislike it. Right. I'm just saying I right. don't love it. Right. Is that it's reinforcing for you yeah. that making sure that there's control. Yes. that I have control, mm-hmm. then it's known. Mm-hmm. I know we have a, a, an alternate. We can get on the helicopter. We will be okay. Right. Ah, all is right in the world. Yeah. And there's something about recognizing that some things are just going to be out of control and, and we'll see what happens. I'm right. letting that be okay.
2: Yeah.
1: This is almost, yeah. almost, not entirely, reinforcing, I need to be in control. I need to have control or we're fucked.
2: Yeah, totally. But it was
1: completely unnecessary. Unnecessary, maybe logistic-wise, and yeah. how things worked out. Right. But if we think about your mental state. Right. Right? Yeah. At the time, it was the most necessary. Yes. I need to make sure there's some control here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that And that's what I'm scratching at.
2: Yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I, I think that's a, a big area where I struggle. I like having control, but I don't want to be controlling. And so that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because mm-hmm. I want girlfriend, because I love who she is. I love her the day I found her, uh, more and more every day. Right. But I don't want her to be like me. We talked about this last time. I don't want her to be like me, because then there's two of me. And, like, that's not fun. Right. So that look that you gave her
1: yeah. when she took the Adderall. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What was that? I, uh... You don't. There's something you don't like. Just say it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean,
2: it has to do with seeing what my mom did and in that path she took and yeah maybe it's just one all here and there but like that's a path to something way different and I've seen it firsthand and like she like I know she knows that I know that uh-huh. and and for her to do it anyway that's the part that I don't like because it's like is she your mom no nah. is she your buddy that Ordie no nah. yeah what it, what it's still unhealthy you know you know True. like for class True. I smoke cigarettes. So cigar-
1: <laughs> Right? Jinks, motherfucker. Right? yeah. No, we're, we're right there.
2: Because <laughs> um, it, it's like, it, she does too. She doesn't smoke nearly as much as I do. But she'll also be like, hey, like, let's slow down. Let's quit. Let's kind of not do this. Yeah. Because like, it's not healthy either. Friend has a horrible addiction. Horrible fucking addiction at all. And so it, she can't go through a day without it. And so I don't want her to be influenced by her best friend mm-hmm. of that scenario. Mm-hmm. Because you take one this week, you're gonna take two next week, and then it's gonna be seven. Because everything around her is telling her it's okay, and so I think it's almost my duty to be the guy that says no.
1: Hmm.
2: How? What do you mean? Of voicing that I don't support it, you know. And I and I did that for the group, right? You know, I didn't single her out. I I because I was offered it in in the group, and I was right. like, no, nah, this shit's so bad for you. Like you have no idea what you're doing. And I said that in a group setting. And so I felt better about that because indirectly, directly talking to her was a way better way to go about it than, hey, can we talk for a second about this?
1: Yeah, for sure. That was better than that because that might have blown up in your face, right? Yeah. And you needed to say something because you couldn't just hold this one. Right. I think there's, you know, there's another option there, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Because you didn't get to say what was really going on for you. Mm Mm-hmm. If we recognize that girlfriend's not your mom, right. she's not your buddy that OD'd, right. okay, neither is everybody in the group. Right. We don't know what taking Adderall one night is going to mean for each of them. Right. What we do know is what it means for you, and what it triggers for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's different. Right. That's coming from us. We can speak what's going on for us. Because as soon as we go, yeah, that's not healthy. That leads to bad places. Yeah. And even you even yeah. said, I don't want her to be doing... Oh, I don't want her. (laughs) Oh, that's that controlling thing that you don't want. Yeah. Right? Uh And it comes from, you know, that fear that that's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. I've seen where this goes. Mm -hmm. It's scary as fuck for me because it's gone as bad as it can possibly ever go for anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, the maybe only difference would be if your mom didn't wake up. Right. But for you, you didn't know if she was going to. Mm -hmm. So that was the worst it goes. Right. Period. so recognizing that girlfriend doing adderall in vegas triggers that yeah whereas for her she's just having fun with 15 other girls right right yeah we recognize that we're feeling uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and there's a difference between going hey that that's not really healthy like i've seen that route. you guys are fucking bodies up Mm -hmm. it's different from yeah, I'm really uncomfortable with this. I've been around people that have OD'd. I've, I've seen where it starts. and, mm-hmm. and oof, Man, it's just, I might need
2: to check out. Yeah, it's different. How, how it's different? Way, it's way different. One's an accusation and one's a vulnerability standpoint. Mm. You know, I think one is pointing the finger and then the other one's kind of opening up of, hey, this is where I'm at. Not a, hey, you're fucking up. Because nobody wants to be. You know I that, add, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Because if somebody did that to me, I'd be like, fuck off. Like, yeah. Okay. Totally.
1: That That's our high five moment right now, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, when I talked about rules and boundaries, yeah. the difference. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. You can you can name a rule for somebody. Oh, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Right? If you remember when we talked about it, it was driving in a speeding car. All mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The rule is you can't speed. Yeah, they can. They're going to. Yeah. They might get a ticket, but that's their choice. If right. you try to enforce that, you're controlling, which is what you don't want to do. Right. And it won't do anything. Right. Right? It'll make you uncomfortable, them uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. conflict, whatever. But the the boundary is, I can't be in a speeding car. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can still speed. I'm just not getting in the car with you. I can't be around people popping Adderall. Right. You you can still do it. I'm just not going to party with you. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable. I've seen where this goes, and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Is that judgment? I don't know, maybe. Yeah. But you're not telling them not to do anything. You're not, like you said, pointing mm-hmm. the finger at them, making it that external rule. Right. You're just going. Here's here's my boundary.
2: Here's where I am. Well, and then then my fear because I thought about because I thought about this too mm-hmm. of just because I wanted to go home, but right. But my fear with that was that she was gonna be so fucked up that she didn't know what's going on. And and it, like it happened when we were at the club. Like we were going to the bathroom, and she just walked the wrong way. And walked into like a hundred dudes, and all, they're all like, "Yeah," and I was like, "God damn it, okay, come on," you know. And, and like, if I wasn't there, what does that look like?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know. And so, like, that fear of me not going or stepping away, yeah, is real because I've seen it when I am there. So who know, like who knows? And, and like, what if she doesn't remember?
1: That's the what if game, yeah. right? We just got into that, and you're triggering that part of you mm-hmm. that learned that game mm-hmm. the most fucked up way imagined. Because yeah. as soon as she's walking into that room of guys, you're right it's back true. to 16 years old. Yep. Yep. Finding mom. We haven't even scratched that one yet in yeah. its entirety. We haven't walked through that and we will at yeah. some point because yeah. it's still yeah. embedded in there. Mm-hmm. Big time, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, something like, yeah, my girl's a little fucked up in Vegas and walked into the guy's bathroom for a second. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, even that, you yeah. just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, it it's funny. It's funny. And yeah. it could be a funny story. And it could be like, yeah, some dude like whipped out his dick and started <laughs> pissing right in front of me. Like, oh, my God, this is not the women's bathroom. And it's and you're laughing. Yeah. And it's funny. And it's it's OK. Right. 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 You might be like, oh, <laughs> that's what happens. Right. Yeah. It's not OK mm-hmm. when you're back to finding my mom mm-hmm. in and the consequences can't be any higher. They're life and death mm-hmm. and severe. You mm-hmm. had a buddy with his heart stopped, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He had to call 911, get them there to get him going again. Yeah. You don't know. There's a part of you that goes back to those times when you were so, here it is again, out of control. Yeah, And the thing that you've been telling yourself if I can just be in control entirely, you know, and you're nodding your head because you know where I'm going,
2: right? Yeah. I think you're exactly right in me wanting full control over everything. And the thing that's been going the last two weeks is the room for disappointment. And mm-hmm. so I think now I need to make room for not having control because I can't control everything. I, it's the world. I, like I can't. I can't control everything.
1: Yeah, and remember that that what's in your head is. Yeah. But if I can control everything, yeah. everything's going to be okay. Is that a true statement?
2: Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when I have control, at least at least if it goes wrong, I can blame myself. When I don't have control and it goes wrong, then it, who knows?
1: Yeah. That's another layer we'll scratch into at some <laughs> point too, yeah. right? Because what you're saying is, it's okay if I can blame myself or mm-hmm. fault myself for something. Because mm-hmm. I can take it. Yeah. No, you can't. And I'm not going to let you. Yeah. That's too much, man.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, like, like speaking of a girlfriend, the reason I bring up of me going with her and her walking away, and at least I was there, if I didn't go and something were to happen, I would have fully blamed myself still. Yeah. But of oh, I didn't go. This is my fault. Why didn't I just say sorry and go? Right. You know?
1: That path mm-hmm. never ends. Never ends. Yeah. Because you can't be in control of everything. We're really when you get down to it, in control of absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is scary and
2: liberating. Yeah. Well, because I I was going to say, like, to the if I was in control of everything, is it okay? Yes. Am I ever fully in control of anything? No. And so it's the constant, I don't want to say constant terror, but the- Why not? It is. that, That cycle of just constant is because I'm never in control. Yeah.
1: And I have to be in control of everything. It's it's become a very binary, black or white thing. Right. Either I'm, control, I'm in control of everything and everything's okay, mm-hmm. or I'm in control of nothing and nothing's okay. Right. And we're learning to soften and find some middle in that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm okay. Yeah. Everything's fine. I put my two weeks in today and I feel great.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Everything's fine and nothing was in control.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, you control when you put your two weeks in. Right. So some things, you you know, Mm -hmm. we do Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. How your boss reacted, I couldn't control that he started crying. Right, like, I can't do this without you. I controlled that I said, oh, yeah, this is how it is. Couldn't control how the owner reacted, Mm -hmm. but he did, and I was cool with that too.
2: Yeah, and even in the moment of talking with my boss and and me being able to say, nah, this is kind of like my final decision, It felt, I pat myself on the back for that one. I felt really proud of myself. So I'm really bad at saying no. I'm really, really bad, especially Mm -hmm. when like people start getting emotional and they're like, I need you. And like all that kind of comes into play. Mm -hmm. That's instantly where I'm like, okay, yeah, I got you. Let's do it. Like whatever you need. Um, So for me to be able to say no and and say, hey, nah, I got to go do this for myself was really the first time, maybe in my life. Other than like the conversation with my dad where I'm like, nah, I got to talk real quick like that little kind of thing. This is the first time I've ever really been able to like say no while I'm wanted. I don't think I'm trying to say that in the sense of like it's a really good feeling. It's more so understanding that I can't say no and still be happy. Right. Because whenever I say no, I feel like that's when guilt and like depression and like all that kind of come into play. That's why I never say no because I hate feeling that way. Mm. And so like when I say when I'm a yes man, that's more so when I feel comfortable, and now kind of wrapping everything together, it's really nice to be able to just say no.
1: When you say no to others, you're saying yes to yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So can you frame it as empowering yourself? Because there's something that you're saying yes to, right? and you're strengthening something. Then it gets easier. Then we can actually also hear no from other people. Mm-hmm. and see, right? There's the, the yeah. big not and go, oh, right. They're taking care of themselves in some way yeah. or they need to do something themselves. But yeah, man, I mean, I think really cool experience for you out there and sort of like being able to see where control is and where it isn't, where you have it, where you don't. So I think you're getting a lot of that stuff come up, which is good because mm-hmm. we're getting to process through some of that.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm more so excited to kind of see what I learn coming up Mm. so I can feel a change I can feel something going on and and I know know there's going to be some shitty stuff coming but it's going to be okay yeah like one of my favorite
1: mindfulness quotes is you can't stop the waves but you can learn how to surf Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shitty stuff's going to come at you all the time it's what's our relationship to that
2: it feels good you know I think I said that last week you know it feels fucking good
0: We are back. Okay, so continued from last week. Last week, he talked about, Drew talked about he was going to give his notice, and then he opens up with the fact that he gave his notice, and um, it was a big deal. He said it was his first time ever giving notice at work, and so I guess he didn't know what to expect or anything, but he probably didn't expect that the fucking manager was going to cry and tell him he couldn't do it without him. (laughs) (laughs) right i was dying i was like oh my
1: what a great balance of experience for for one of his superiors to be like i can't do this without you crying and the other one to be like okay cool right
0: totally like what yep it was amazing and uh and yeah you guys talked about how he was okay with that with potentially disappointing somebody in that so now he's running to something instead of away from it
1: Right, which we kind of teased last week, but he mm-hmm. was feeling that and feeling empowered, which I thought was was great. You know, he's, he's really taking what we're saying and not just, you know, thinking about it and applying it, but it's like real life experience where it's happening and coming up for him, which is awesome.
0: Oh, and so the whole leap of faith thing, and then you guys talked about sort of this, like having this fear and courage and faith and how when mm-hmm. you face the fear... Mm-hmm you build confidence and that's how like fear is so necessary in order to be able to take those steps forward.
1: Right. And Drew acknowledging that letting in the fear the same way that he was able to allow for disappointment is okay. Cause you let the fear in and doing the thing that you're afraid of gives you courage. You don't get courage to do the thing you're afraid of doing it brings courage. Right. Right. I think he got that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it was during then when, as you were talking, he's like, actually, now that you're saying it, yes, this is right. You know, right. he was processing it and connecting it all while you guys were talking, which is always so lovely to see. Oh yeah. He also, at some point towards the beginning, I think he mentioned being intentional in what he's doing. He said that, yeah, I'm, i yeah. finding myself working on being intentional and I just love that. I think that it's, I mean, you know, that's mindfulness basically is being intentional, being present, engaged in the moment, paying attention on purpose. And it's so awesome Mm. and also good to be able to know when you're doing that or do that and also be able to shut it off, right?
1: Go, Go back for a second. You said something I like, and I want to make sure I understand it and understand the lack of it. You said paying attention on purpose.
0: Right. In order to become mindful, in order to become engaged In the moment, there's so many distractions that can happen and we tend to just zone out sometimes. So let's just say I got in a fight with my boyfriend, which I don't have, (laughs) right before I'm going into a session, right? And I'm really upset and I say to myself, okay, here's what I have to do. I have to get mindful. I have to pay attention on purpose. So I am going Mm. to take whatever just happened, put it in a box, put it on a shelf, put it over there. And I am now going to get grounded and then we can sort of dive in and get really engaged in the moment so that I'm now one-on-one with my client listening to them. My mind's Mm. not wandering, you know, it might, it usually doesn't with clients and that's why I love what I do. But (laughs) of course we, and we have to bring ourselves back to that place constantly. Oh, okay. What am I going to have for dinner? And then, oh no, no, no. I need to pay attention to what I'm doing, you know? Right. So paying attention on purpose.
1: Yeah. On purpose, it's intentionally being present as opposed to right. sometimes when you can just go on, like we used to talk about, we used to, we've talked about this episodes past, going in, into autopilot and just-
0: Exactly. Right? It's the you opposite be, of autopilot. Yes. Right, right.
1: So then they're on the ride to the airport and he's just checking in like, all right, so- uh,
0: this was so frustrating. I just yeah. want to <laughs> s- snuggle her so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so does he, Sorry, the
0: girlfriend, I don't know you, but I don't like you.
1: Well, and you know, look, I said this on the, on the Facebook live because somebody brought it up. We're only hearing what he tells us.
0: Oh, right? of course, of course. I mean, yes. I don't really dislike you. I don't know you.
1: Right. From her perspective, it might be like, God, he's so possessive and so clingy and he doesn't allow me any room to breathe. Of course. And, you know, we have no idea.
0: Yeah, no, just a lot of that stuff, man. I get it. It just made me feel sad for him in that probably because I have been her. I have been sure. that semi-shady girl who was just like, um, yeah, I don't know where the night's going to, like, I don't know what's going to, how how the night's going to go, but sure. Like, what are you talking about? You're my girlfriend. What do you mean you don't know how the night's going to go? Right. Like, right. and so, and again, I have no regrets whatsoever about my past i know that i was unaware and young and whatever and okay Which
1: they might be um, too we don't know
0: totally yeah
1: i think what's cool is he's respectful of it and in the car ride yep. on the way out to vegas and i don't know if it, i think it was the car ride to the airport not the car ride yeah. all the way there yeah he was just kind of looking for well, what what's my role you know right. what do you want to be and let me know and what i said yeah. to him was like right cuz you can have you can have us not date or you can have us date but you can't have both like that's right i mean i remember relationships way early on for me that were fun because we weren't telling people we were dating and yeah. there was some excitement to the taboo nature of it or something like that right
0: but it feels like instead of it being taboo and secretive it feels like she's it feels to me like her behaviors indicate that either she's embarrassed or mm. that like she's not engaging with him secretly, like hiding in the bathroom in Vegas, like making out, you know what I mean? It's like a very sort of, and not, I don't, I'm not saying she is embarrassed of him, but it just doesn't seem.
1: It's not together. It's not together. Yeah. Like you you, can, you yeah. can have that taboo and secret. And when it's together, cool, we're in it together and that's fun. And it's right. our secret right. that we're in Vegas and they don't know, but exactly. It, it does. I, I agree with you. It does seem that they're missing that piece for sure.
0: Yeah. And I just want to be like, Drew, stop. Don't give her $200. Don't be, like, and, and at the same time, I get it. Cause he's just being him, you know, yep. but to Absolutely. what I'm that person also who will very much I'm very like generous and giving. And when I care about somebody and, and at what point do I need to say, okay, where's my self-respect though? Fuck, you know? Like, am I getting something reciprocated or, or at this point, am I just giving to hope that they like me, you know? Yeah.
1: And I think, I think he's reaching almost that conflict point where you go, okay, it is true to him. Like, he's like, oh yeah, I just won 500 bucks. Here's 200. Like, that's what he wants to do. That's the boyfriend he wants to be. So he's not going to change that. He's getting more, I think, strength and empowerment in that. Yep at some point there's going to be a conflict where they'll have to recognize, wait, this isn't working. Like, how is this not working? We, we need to, we need to fine tune this. And right. from the conflict point, you know, there will be a hopefully resolution where right. they'll go, oh, wait, yeah. And they'll move towards each other or move away from each other. Right.
0: Yep. Yeah. There was a part, which I've I found all this interesting. I'm going to call you out on it. Cause I yeah. was like, How does that work? And I don't normally hear you say things like this. Hmm. He said at one point that he was confused and you said it wasn't just confusion. Right. So it felt like you were telling him what he felt as opposed to saying, was it just confusion? What else was there? And I was just curious what that was about for you.
1: For me, it was when, when a client will say like, I was confused. That means there are several emotions coming up, right? Sometimes a client will even say, I was angry. Like anger is a secondary emotion. What's underneath the anger? Let's get to that. You need to validate what it is first, right? Like right. I'm angry. No, you're not. What are you really? Like, fuck you, I'm angry. Like, well, you're really disappointed or you're really there, but you need to validate right. that that initial. So when he said you're confused, like, yeah, okay, but there's something else. What else was there? I wanted him to name the confusion. Like I was feeling this, this, this. And saying I was confused is different than I felt really confused. I was sitting there puzzled and really trying to figure this out. Like it, it, it wasn't that.
0: That makes more sense if it's because specifically the word confusion, it's almost like that's the end is confusion. What caught, What was the confusion or how did you get there or what was underneath the confusion, right? Because exactly. confusion yeah. is, I suppose, yes, it is an emotion, but it's also an emotion that's literally what it is. Well, and
1: you know, it's funny because what started that was he was trying to name his emotions. If I remember the, I almost said the scene, if I remember the scene from the session correctly, (laughs) right? Um, he was like, I think it was the point where he had said to me, he had decided he was just going to go home, you know? And he was like, here's everything you need. I'm not mad. Go ahead. And when he said, I'm not mad, I was like, okay, what were you? What are you? Yeah. And he was like, Well, yeah. uh I was I was confused. And I was he even repeated it. I was confused. I was very, very confused. Like, okay. Right. More than that. It wasn't just confusion. I wasn't saying, No, you're not confused.
0: No, it's like it right. wasn't
1: just that. What else was going on? What were you feeling? Name the feelings, right?
0: Got it. Then and we he didn't take it, it that way at all. Like no, I no, no. was listening and I was like, Oh. Well, you're um, an asshole. And there was <laughs> Well, yeah. And I'm super critical and judgmental and you know. Which leads me to another thing that you said that I'm going to just rip you apart for. Please. J.K. No, at some point he's, you said alone is fine. Lonely isn't. Right. And I was like, mm, not true. Lonely is totally fine. Lonely, sure. loneliness, you know, the gifts of our emotions, loneliness can, can cause us if we, if we channel it correctly to reach out, to be with other people or to get to know ourselves better. I have a feeling there is more to it than right. you just saying it wasn't. That's my guess. Please explain.
1: It's funny because you're you're picking up like sometimes we can see the forest, not just the trees. We can see we're trying to create something down the line. You can't push everything right away and, and jump into uh-huh. everything right away. Like I'm laying groundwork. And the way my brain works as a therapist is I'm when he's talking about something, I'm thinking about all of his frames of reference that I know of. I'm thinking right. about how his mind works, how we can kind of reshape and where the new trails are that we want to create. So right. I know for him, one of one of his, to use his phrase, one of his biggest things, right, is feeling <laughs> lonely. He doesn't like that. Got it. You know, he, right. he has, he doesn't like that, that fear of abandonment and the separation anxiety that we talked about in the first few episodes, right? So, so you're so,
0: surmising basically what he said, what his
1: experiences. Normally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Saying like, you know, he doesn't mind being alone. He doesn't like feeling Uh lonely. There's a difference for him. We can get to lonely down the line. And like lonely can be okay and can be a gift and and we can really see ourselves in that. For him, it's it's distinguishing like he was ready to go home, you know, and what he was saying is, Yeah, I'll just be alone. But what he was feeling in the moment was feeling lonely. Right. Right. And it was one of one of their friends who knows that they're dating was like, Hey, just, just don't worry about that. Just come out with us. Come gamble. Let's go have fun. And I then know, he that felt awesome. like he belonged. He didn't feel lonely anymore. Right. So it didn't I know, matter. I was like, why don't do you date me. her, yo? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who's right. that? Who is she? Yep, Yeah.
0: Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Understood. I I had a feeling that both of those things, there was more to, and I was correct. <laughs> As I comment on these things, this is coming from me just listening in, not not being initially compassionate. And, but sure. in my mind, I was like, ew, Adderall, like get over it. And also, yeah, dude, your boyfriend like has a fucking drug addict. Mom, why are you being like this? That's just fucked up.
1: Yeah. And, and again, from her perspective, it might be like, what's the big deal? Fucking get drunk and take Adderall. We're in Vegas. We're like 24 years old. Why not? Why do you have such a hangup? Just, ugh, why'd you even come if you're going to be like a buzzkill? Right?
0: Totally. Yeah. We
1: don't know, but there isn't a sense of together or acknowledgement of that stuff and, and of, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: But he did say at the very end of the night, she was like the one person who sort of rubbed his back and said, thanks for or for for all that or for hooking that up or whatever. Right.
1: Yeah. Cause he, I mean, he put it together. He busted his ass to put it together and she was the only one that was just kind of like, Hey, this is great.
0: Right. And also though, how noticing how much that meant to him that it stood out and you use the analogy of like when your wife would say, thank you for doing the dishes. And you're like, you don't have to fucking thank me. That is my job. It's kind of like both are true. It's the dialectic. Like, no, you don't have to thank me. It's fucked up that you even want to thank me. And also, like, yeah, okay, you can thank me. Yeah. Right. Like, I appreciate the acknowledgement.
1: Right. And her being a therapist, she was actually correct and more accurate than I was in that moment because it wasn't just my job. It was, I think I even said, like, that's just what I do. That's just me. And she was like, yep, I know. And I appreciate you. And it just floored me. It was like, Oh, right. You see me, you get me. right? Oh yeah. Right. And like, and thanks
0: for being you. And thanks for being a good guy.
1: Exactly. And he had that brief moment of that. And it was, you know, what we were talking about is that's so validating, you know, it, it's similar yep. to, uh, the friend that was like, Hey, don't worry about that. Just come gamble with us. Like totally. that's, I see you, I see you join us. You know, you belong here. Yep. Such a yep. great feeling.
0: Yeah. And he even said at some point that he's making room for not having control. Right. And I love that. Right. Like right. he can't control all of that and he's making room for that in his life.
1: Yeah. Which is, man, I I, I love, I love this, that he's like really absorbing it so well. And, totally. You know, to answer some of the questions we've got, no, not everybody takes it in the way he does. I mean, he's a fantastic nah. client for this stuff. You know, we talked about allowing for disappointment Okay. And then at the top of this session, we were, we're talking about, okay, allowing the fear to be there so I can have the courage. And now he's like allowing for not control to be there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a softer way to be with yourself and an easier way to be in the world. Cause we really, when it comes down to it, nothing's under control.
0: And I was talking to a client about that today, about how we, the only thing we can control really is ourselves. And sometimes not even that. She was saying how she comes from a, a place that that where there's a lot of natural disaster type things and how people seem to be able to respect the fact that we can't control anything in nature. But right. when it comes to people, it's really hard to accept that.
1: Right. It's wild. There's a Buddhist saying, which is relax. Nothing's under control. When we realize we don't control anything, then we can relax and be at one with it.
0: Well, we can try.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can try. Right, right. But, you know, when we're trying to exert our will over something that cannot be changed, and that's the idea of radical acceptance, you know, it's just going, oh, wait, it just is.
0: Yep. A hundred percent.
1: You know, what we're talking about, about where he is now and, and being able to be okay with disappointment being there, fear being there, not control being there. He even said, you know. I'm excited to see what comes up and, and, and what more I can, I can learn and, and you yeah. know, feeling this change and and I feel something happening. Like it, it's, it's really cool. You know, he's at yeah. a great place for this. And it, I said it a few episodes ago, it, or you said it warms the cockles of my heart. You know, like it it's totally, it really is something when you see a client getting it and putting it into action, you know, it doesn't happen yep. all the time and he might slip, you know, he might,
0: yeah Backslide sure sure happens
1: all the time. not not every session is progress moving forward, you know,
0: or it is all progress moving forward.
1: It's just not a straight trajectory up, yeah, that's right. That's well said. yeah all right. well, you will uh you will hear more of what comes up for him and he processes next week,
0: and I'm excited
1: we're all excited and we just can't hide yeah. it. I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, write that oh down my. for a song, Eric. Um,
0: we have been locked up for too long. Yeah. Um, right. So Don't yeah, worry. check uh, check our other stuff out in all those different places. You <laughs> We're can do on that.
1: Facebook, Instagram, website, uh, Twitter. Uh, all the good things are iTunes.
0: Happening. Rate us.
1: Review us. Now we can be out because Beckett's ready to walk.
0: We're out. Bye.